Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, and we're in chapter 33. This chapter is entitled, Ezekiel, a Watchman. And a watchman, of course, is someone who looks for imminent danger from the enemy or other threats. And here, Ezekiel is shown to be someone who's taking care of God's people. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to your countrymen and say to them, When I bring the sword against the land, and the people of the land choose one of their men, and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming against the land, and blows the trumpet to warn the people, then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes his life, his blood will be on his own head. Since he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning, his blood will be on his own head. If he had taken warning, he would have saved himself. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes the life of one of them, that man will be taken away because of his sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. This is a lot like what we discussed about the prophetic word. We also discussed this further in Ezekiel chapter 3. Now picking up in verse 7, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel, so hear the word I speak, and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways, and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. Son of man, say to the house of Israel, this is what you are saying. Our offenses and sins weigh us down, and we are wasting away because of them. How then can we live? pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, O house of Israel? Therefore, son of man, say to your countrymen, the righteousness of the righteous man will not save him when he disobeys. And the wickedness of the wicked man will not cause him to fall when he turns from it. He goes on to describe that in greater detail. And then it says, Yet your countrymen say that the way of the Lord is not just, but it is their way that is not just. If a righteous man turns from his righteousness and does evil, he will die for it. And if a wicked man turns from his wickedness and does what is just and right, he will live by doing so. And if we pick up in verse 21, it explains Jerusalem's fall. It says, In the twelfth year of our exile, in the tenth month, and on the fifth day. And we know that that would be January the 8th in 585 BC. And this would have been just five months after the temple was burned in Jerusalem. It says, A man escaped from Jerusalem and came to me and said, The city has fallen. Now the evening before the man arrived, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he opened my mouth before the man came to me in the morning. And we we discussed this last time. And therefore it says, so my mouth was opened, and I was no longer silent. You'll remember that he could only speak the word of the Lord and not his own words. And now he's no longer silent. Then the word of the Lord came to me, son of man. The people living in those ruins in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one man, yet he possessed the land. But we are many. Surely the land has been given to us as our possession. Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Since you eat meat with the blood still in it, and look to your idols and shed blood, should you then possess the land? Basically because of your 
their sin, you're not allowed to possess the land. You rely on your sword. You do detestable things, and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Should you then possess the land? So say this to them. This is what the sovereign Lord says, as surely as I live. Those who are left in the ruins will fall by the sword. Those out in the country I will give the wild animals to be devoured. And those in strongholds and caves will die of a plague. I will make the land a desolate waste, and her proud strength will come to an end. And the mountains of Israel will become desolate, so that no one will cross them. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have made the land a desolate waste, because of all the detestable things they have done. As for you, son of man, your countrymen are talking together about you by the walls, at the doors of the houses, saying to each other, Come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. My people come to you, as they usually do, and sit before you to listen to your words. But they do not put them into practice. With their mouths they express devotion, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well. For they hear your words, but do not put them into practice. When all this comes true, and it surely will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. So here the Lord encourages Ezekiel, you are speaking my words, even though the people are not putting them into practice. Now picking up in chapter 34, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the shepherds of Israel, who only take care of themselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak, or healed the sick, or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays, or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally, so they were scattered, because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for wild animals. My sheep wandered all over the mountains on every high hill they were scattered all over the whole earth and no one searched for them or looked for them now i want to speak to the opposite of this and what jesus himself did if we flip to the book of luke in chapter 15 jesus says suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it and when he finds it he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home then he calls his friends and neighbors and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. So Jesus himself says that he goes and looks for the lost. And here in Ezekiel it says, My sheep wandered all over the mountains on every high hill, and they were scattered, and no one searched for them or looked for them. Now picking up in verse 7, it says, Therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered and become food for all the wild animals. And because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds and will hold them accountable 
for my flock. I will remove them from tending to the flock so, so the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and it will no longer be food for them. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them, as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered. On a day of clouds and darkness, I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements of the land. I will tend them in good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. As for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will judge between one sheep and another and between rams and goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture? Must you also trample the rest of your pasture with your feet? Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest of the water with your feet? Must my flock feed on what you have trampled and drink what you have muddied? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away. I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them, for I have spoken. And here, of course, he is talking about Jesus, Jesus being the good shepherd. So I'm going to flip to the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 14. Jesus speaking, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Now back to Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 25. I will make a covenant of peace with them. And rid the land of the wild beasts, so they may live in the desert and sleep in the forests in safety. I will bless them in the places surrounding my hill. I will send down showers in season. There will be showers of blessing. The trees of the field will yield their fruit, and the ground will yield its crops. The people will be secure in their land. They will know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands of those who enslaved them. And in regard to yoke, I want to go to Matthew in chapter 11, and I want to look at what Jesus said about rest. He said in verse 28, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So back in Ezekiel, it says, when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them 
from the hands of those who enslave them. They will no longer be plundered by the nations, nor will wild animals devour them. They will live in safety, and no one will make them afraid. I will provide for them a land renowned for its crops, and they will no longer be victims of famine. It says, Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people, declares the sovereign Lord. You are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture. I am your God declares the Sovereign Lord. And that ends chapter 34. We will pick up next time in Ezekiel chapter 35.